Revolutionary.org podcast coming your way, guys. Episode 424. Steve Schmee here and Ricky V. Rock in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, so Rick, in this episode, guys, Rick interviews a special guest, Guru Amin Alai. And Amin is a guy who's been around a long time. He coaches guys from the highest levels, the guys starting out who have dreams one day to be a pro. So in this episode, Rick is going to talk about some underground information with him. So I'm really excited to listen to it. So we don't uh, date the podcast. We like to keep them evergreen. But in this recent, re- recently here in the last couple of months, a lot of competitors, a few competitors, about six of them, right, have died it's just in the last 60 to 90 days. And a lot of people in the industry, in that bodybuilding world, they're looking at the diuretics and how those could have played a role in guys just dying from using these diuretics going into competition. So I wanted to get someone that knew their shit, someone that's helping guys prep to go into the highest levels of competition, professional competition and, and amateur and, and everything. And uh, Guru Amin Alai was nice enough to come on uh, really give us a lot of his secrets and a lot of the secrets in the industry. And stay tuned to the podcast because he's coached a lot, a lot of professionals. And he's going to tell us actual milligrams that the guys are doing, like actual milli- milligram to milligram week per week. You know, we all wonder about that, right? How much are the pros really doing? And I made sure to, now that I had him on, I wanted to ask him for you guys. So um, stay tuned for this interview, man. It's going to be really interesting. And I guess without further ado, here is the interview with Guru Amin Alai. So there's been some recent deaths in in the world of the IFBB, the competitors, and uh, a lot of guys uh, seem to think it could be due to some of the practices around prepping for the shows. So what is it? What do you think about about that? And and what do you know about it? You're you're more in 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 that world than I am as far as knowing yeah. about the competitors, competitions, so- rankings, all that stuff. What have you seen? I went through the whole cycle where diuretics were fine and then somebody died years ago and then they started testing for diuretics and then people didn't look as good, but you know, but nobody died. Um, and then they stopped testing for diuretics and now again, some people have died. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where people just don't seem to understand that a drug like even diazide that's supposedly potassium sparing, meaning that it doesn't rid your body of potassium. It just rids your body of water and sodium. And um, that usually would be the case if somebody was taking it for hypertension or high blood pressure. But when you're a bodybuilder and you're in that, that already state of dehydration, you're asking your kidneys to the the drug makes the kidneys work regardless of there's water or not. So the kidneys start pulling out water from your body. And that's how you get that look where you get rid of that film of water. If people do it right, they get, they get a really good look from it. If people do it wrong, they can end up being flat because it robs your body of minerals. And I think that's why people are dying 
is because people don't know how to how to compensate with the correct minerals so that you don't have problems from losing your minerals from the diuretics. So basically, uh, competitors are flushing the water out of their body, getting that paper tight skin, and, and in the process, flushing out a lot of minerals that basically help them stay alive and function. And uh, right. what what is usually the cause of these uh, deaths? Is it like cardiac cardiac issues? Is it your kidney shutting down? What what's usually the the straw that breaks the camel's back? I guess you could say to put it that way. What, what, what is what is the flushing well, out of these uh, minerals causing? In, in in the case of death, if the potassium's too low, your heart stops. If the calcium's, I'm sorry, if the potassium is too low, your heart stops. If if the potassium is too high, your heart stops. So potassium has to be in the right range. Uh, you can elevate it for a little bit, but it can't go too high. And um, if you go too low, though, you you'll die. Um, and usually what ends up happening is, is, is people take loop diuretics and loop diuretics are uh, the main two popular ones are Lasix and Bumix. Bumix is much stronger than Lasix. And, um, these diuretics get rid of both sodium and potassium and water and a bunch of other minerals too, along with it. And, uh, in that process, you know, it usually it's for people that are pretty, pretty bad overweight that they're already in a somewhat their kidneys aren't working because they have hypertension and they're overweight. Usually people that are obese or something like that, they, they may end up taking something like that. Usually not Bumax so much. If they are, they're pretty, pretty bad shape. But, you know, if there's a lot of people that have hypertension just from eating bad food for years that take Lasix. But those people already have like a lot of water in their body. So if they lose, and they probably already retaining tons, tons of sodium and minerals and everything else. So when they lose they lose it. They're not the same as a bodybuilder that takes it before a competition that hasn't also, also hasn't drank water and also is, uh, hasn't, doesn't have any body fat for anything to hold on to. And so in this case, then, you know, the, the body can quickly lose water from inside the cell and electrolytes from inside the cell, making your, uh, your heart just no longer beat. You need you need electrolytes, so electrolytes to carry electrical signals across your body, correct? I mean, this That's is why yeah. uh, all of us that uh, wrestled or did high school sports, if you uh, got dehydrated, you got that cramp, and your coach might send you to go eat some bananas for potassium. Without these right. uh, without these minerals, your, your your electrical signals don't get around, and obviously your heart is is in danger there for sure. Your, your heart is a muscle like the other muscles, so if your muscles start to cramp, then your heart could be next. That's why it's very important that you don't. I mean, it's one thing if you cramp from running, that's one thing. But if you cramp in bodybuilding, it's specifically because you're messing with your electrolytes. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, it's it's what makes it dangerous is that the people don't really understand the science behind taking diuretics. Therefore, they don't understand the proper way to get out of that condition. And so what we have are people passing out on stage because they missed their mark the ones that the ones that are passing out they're not first place anyway and there's a reason behind that the diuretics are draining them too much the coaches aren't there they're dealing with them via text or whatever and you know in in the case of shelby whose client recently passed um you know he has several 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 uh clients you know in the hundreds and um 
it's it's impossible when you have that many people you're working with to be able to to talk to you only have so many minutes in the day uh, and you wouldn't right, have that right. it's just it's just not physically possible when you have you know 30 people in the show or more in other shows elsewhere too and so by not being able to speak to the person and understand what they're going through and also because coaches don't understand the magic behind iv hydration and it's just a shame it's just a shame that people aren't uh, understanding that, you know, when you're done with your show, go to the closest IV bar and uh, and rehydrate right away. Before you start eating salt, before you start eating shitty food, rehydrate. Because that rehydration that you do, that, that you know, few bags of saline that you've put in you, that, and, and if, you, if you just competed because of COVID too, you should get L-glutathione, NAC, vitamin C. I mean, load up, man. You know, that, that's what it's for. You're at a weakened immune system anyway. So you don't want to be susceptible to getting cold, flu, COVID, anything else. So, you know, boost your immune system right away. Get yourself hydrated right away. And don't be left suffering long-term kidney damage from the use of diuretics at a show you did four years ago because it'll creep up on you in four years. You, you don't notice it right away. But over time, the body can't... Uh, can't deal with the scarring that happened in that one competition. It just takes years for it to really take effect. And then you start seeing people on dialysis and all of this could be avoided. And it, it can be avoided by not taking diuretics altogether. Yes, it can be, but you're not going to achieve the same look. So since bodybuilders are going to achieve the same look and there are going to be coaches who are going to give people bad advice. The only solution is, is you have to be prepared to take an IV save your life and here's a good question for you any bodybuilder that is coming up to a show what are some warning signs that they'll they'll feel that they'll know that they're they could be in trouble and they need muscle, to muscle and what twitching, kind of what can you do muscle twitching, twitching muscle cramping extreme fatigue uh, nausea vomiting um is there a certain level of those? Is there a certain level of those that's acceptable or is any level no, of them not acceptable? No level is acceptable. If if a person's having if a person's having some twitching, you need to address it before it comes an all-out cramp. If right. the person has an all-out cramp, you need to hurry up and you need to have them drink water and salt immediately and stop playing games. There's no more like, hold on, don't drink water bullshit. All these coaches out there need to just stop it. They all need to stop it right now. When somebody's cramping, you don't make them fight through it. You don't massage them, especially with the ladies who creep guy coaches out there trying to massage a cramp out of girls. No, don't do that. Just give them some water and some salt. And I promise you, they will not look bad. It depends on, of course, when the show is, but usually when the person's in that state right there, that means the water needs, the cell needs water. And so that for the majority of like, if you give them like six to eight ounces of water, the majority that's going to go inside their body. A little bit left, they're going to urinate and they'll be fine to compete. It's not going to be a big deal. So. It's now you mentioned that, also some exhaustion. What is the, how can somebody tell the difference between exhaustion from depletion of, of carbohydrates? Hydrate, uh, you know, calories and basically being in trouble with with uh, these diuretics, dehydration. Uh, I'm going to just tell you what I what I heard uh, Ronnie Coleman say uh, when he was competing and how 
he was uh, extremely dehydrated. He was going to go to the hospital and he called Chad and Chad told him, no, don't do that. Just just drink a gallon of water. And so he drank a whole gallon of water and he ended up looking much better at the night show. Put it that way. But long story short, you know, he said he was extremely exhausted. He said he didn't cramp or anything. Some people don't cramp. Some people just get real, real tired and, and they can just tell that something's not right. And that's that's the point where a lot of them would just fade out. They'll just pass out right there. And so in in some cases, you know, like I, I've heard of the bathtub full of ice case uh, with Ronnie. I think that's the same incident. I think it was the gallon of water in a bathtub of ice. And that that would bring you back. You know, that's that's pretty smart on, on his coach's behalf. But from my understanding, it wasn't his coach's fault. It was because uh, Ronnie uh, was just out and about all day and maybe didn't really understand the level of what uh, advice he'd been given really meant. And I think that's another problem with a lot of these guys. They, when somebody who's experienced, who knows what they're talking about, tells you that, you know, you, you got to be serious. You got to drink, eat now, eat this, do that, you know, do, do everything at a certain time. Don't think you could just go me- mess around and, you know, just, you have to follow the program. And that's really important. So no level of cramping and, and twitching is really acceptable. And definitely, I, I mean, it should be fixed right away. If there's if there's an issue, yeah, I, here's, here's right what away. I think. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I I helped the guy for a show who competed today, and um, and he had some twitching last night, but there was nothing going on today at all, and so we fixed it, and um, he went to sleep and he woke up and everything was fine, and I don't I don't do what do you do in his case. Right? What do you guys do in his case? Let's say I had him. I had him take salt and water. He had uh, about a half a teaspoon of salt and two doses, a quarter teaspoon, and then six ounces of water, and then another quarter teaspoon and six ounces of water. So he had twelve ounces of water and a half a teaspoon of salt. That's interesting. How far apart do you say he spaced the the the, the water and the and the salt? Well, I, I stayed with him on the phone. I, I thought I thought he was, I thought it was going to go away a lot faster than it did. And so I think at the 20 minute mark, I had him have another uh, quarter teaspoon. And then I think within 10 minutes after that, it went away. So either it took a little longer for the first part to get in uh, or he really needed that much. Either way, he was fine. He was fine the next day. Remember that back in the day, diuretics were mentioned as a way to mask a steroids from tests. Um, mm. if, you know, any, do you know anything about that, too? Because that's a little bit interesting, just to sidetrack a little bit. So, yeah, so when you when you test when you test for something, usually you're testing for the the parts per million. So, for example, if it was a steroid antibar, you're looking at how many parts of uh, oxymethylone, um, or sorry, oxyandrolone, um, are going to be in the urine compared to how many parts of urine. Okay, and um, you know, some, sometimes it's such a small amount that they can't detect it if it's unless they do a gas chrome test or something like that. But basically, you're looking at you're kind of tricking the system by having more water than more than than steroid would be normally. So it's kind of like a flushing system. Kind of, kind of like people used to do for marijuana. They would just drink a lot of water and or, or tea or something like that and flush it out their system for a test. You know, it's the same kind of principle. Gotcha. Kind of dilute the test for them, basically. Kind of dilute the test, yeah. That's interesting. We get a lot of guys on the forums that some sometimes come to just stumble on, and they're they're they have their eye competing. Some of them have done a show or two. 
I always tell everybody to just get get yourself a coach because you kind of need someone that knows the criteria, knows what they're looking at, and someone that can actually, like you did uh, last night with your competitor that you work with, sit on the phone for 20 minutes and actually uh, uh, address a situation that might be that might be going on. Do you think that there's a lot of coaches out there that, like you said, like uh, no, Shelby, that spread themselves real thin? I, I think there's a lot of coaches out there that spread themselves thin. A lot, I think the majority of them do. I think they 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 want to charge a reasonable price that people can afford. And you know, I I don't want to say this to be malicious to anybody, but you you somewhat get what you pay for, meaning people's time. Okay, at least people. Let's just put it that way. If somebody's right, charging right. you two hundred fifty dollars an hour, thirty minutes of them on the phone call is is you know could be talking to five six clients. You know what I mean? I work with one person in a show. Right, I don't right. work with two people in the same show. But when people pay me, they're paying me for my exclusivity to them for that one show. So when I help one person for the USA's, that person wins his category. And last year I helped uh, uh, Khan, and he won his class Masters of the USA's and turned pro. And now I'm helping him as a pro. who He just competed this weekend. So, you know, and 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 there's other people that it's the same. It's the same kind of. Uh, it's the same kind of path, you know. Now, you said that, that at times they've tested for diuretics, then at times they stop testing. Yeah. Obviously, the look is way different when got when they don't. Are are coaches using some kind of uh some other tricks, maybe not as as effective, but still so to uh yeah. dehydrate so, the skin out of these guys. So the uh the there's a few tricks that coaches uses use uh one of them is uh, our plasma expanders or uh, blood volumizers um we don't want to get into it too much but these are used also in cycling from uh, cyclists that use them huh. and they increase your red blood cell count so if you have more red blood cells then those red blood like, cells like will, epogen maybe like epogen. Epogen. exactly that's what i'm talking about epigen procrit those are the two main ones but they they increase the red blood cell and if the red blood cell is thicker that means that it's going to draw more water to it so in a in an opposite kind of way it definitely uh it definitely gives you a look and now and then of course that look is even more uh and it looks even better if you add diuretics to it but then it becomes even more dangerous because then you have less water thick blood i mean it it's, it's not listen, a good recipe. That's not like a good recipe at all. Thick blood, dehydration, right? But listen, but bodybuilding is not healthy. It's not. the The lifestyle itself may be somewhat healthy, but but competitive. The competition is not healthy. Look, you don't drink water for almost two days, man. I mean. <laughs> just well, I've, that done, alone. I've done dry, I've done dry I mean, fasting. Yeah, I've done dry fasting, but not while I'm trying to deplete myself because these guys are not just uh, right, not right, drinking. Not a lot of them are hitting the sauna suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And see, the metabolism is just going so fast. And when you're eating all those carbs, they take water too. So you're burning water out of you just trying to fill out with the carbs. It's it's a big process. It takes few, several days to do. And if it's it, it can only be done correctly if you actually deplete right. And a lot of people deplete their minerals when they deplete so they come into reloading with depleted minerals and then they take diuretics on top of that and then they have problems they don't they can't they can't fill out they can't get full they can't get vascular they take the wrong diuretics they take too much of the wrong diuretics they take too much of aldactone aldactone is a great diuretic if you just take it for a day or two 
But if you start taking it for like four days, five days, six days, I mean, forget about it. And honestly, even four days, shit, three days, three full days is too much. Maybe two and a half is the most. But, but I mean, this is a, this is a drug that's, that makes your body block sodium and it makes you hold potassium. Now, why is that dangerous? Because if you end up passing out from taking too much of this stuff and they think that you need potassium and they give you potassium, it could kill you. And, right. and this right. is one of this is one of the problems with some some of the I don't need to name on names. So some of the coaches where their clients are passing out backstage, and um, and and they're they're talking about giving them an IV, and the coach is telling the telling the client to, to refuse the IV. Now now you cross the line. Now you cross the line. Now you right. don't you don't tell them to refuse the IV or don't drink Gatorade. Okay. First off, yeah. drinking something with potassium is not going to kill you, even if you're on aldactone, just so everybody knows. It's it's really injecting it. And and medics don't ever inject potassium in your veins. They always inject saline. They never they never inject anyone with potassium because it can kill you. So they always right. inject you with saline. And and so, you know, I mean, if somebody's already at that stage, they're not winning first place. It's time for the coach to worry. The coach should be worried about their health the whole time, but that's doesn't seem like that's happening these days. So, I mean, I, I'd like to say I put myself in a category that there are very few people that do this because very few people can get a reputation for knowing what they do to the point where they can charge a really fair amount for their time. And that way, when their clients call them during that 12-week prep, they answer the phone and they are like an on-call doctor guru for their client. This service is not likely to happen outside of me because people aren't going to be able to charge what I charge and, and they don't have a reputation. So instead, they sell out, they go for more clients, and they charge less per month. Some may charge as much as 500 a month, but that's not the same as 3000 for a show or 2500 for a show, depending on the show. Yeah. And, but if the difference is, though, is when somebody works with me, they, they pretty much can train their own clients. When somebody works with one of these other co coaches, they they don't even know what they're doing with themselves, much less to help anybody else. And let me ask you this, because this came up also some of my research uh, before the podcast. There was a, uh, a huge debate as to how long, how far out from the day of the show someone should even start doing diuretics. Yeah, uh, what agree. what have you found, and what what do you think? What what is uh what is your theory on it? Yeah. I, I think the most anyone should do diuretics before a show is the very, very most. And I mean, in every single possible case scenario, if you're bad, you're not there or whatever, there is no more acceptable beyond three days. It's just not acceptable. Okay. If you can't, if you can't use, and that, and by the way, that's, that's the extreme in my opinion. That's not that's not like oh three, but five is extreme. No, three is extreme. And I do do extreme for some people, but I'm always watching them and there, you know, there's a lot of checks and balances. But three days is the absolute maximum extreme anyone should use diuretics if they cannot, or if honestly, if they really need three days of diuretics, they're not in shape to begin with. But if you're going to try to make a miracle happen, and a lot of coaches do that, I do that for a lot of my clients. It, it's, it just is what it is. Sometimes when they pick a show, may not give it enough time or may have had one too many refeeds or whatever, Coco's, Ding Dings, twig, Twiggies, whatever behind my back. Um, and then I get down to showtime and I can tell that, you know, you cheated a few, many, too, too many times because in my formula, that wouldn't have happened. But in my case, I would have known way in advance because I could tell what they weigh if they follow the formula. I'm 
pretty much know what they weigh. And so if they don't weigh what I think they're going to weigh, then I got to ask them why, why not? Did you, did you go to the bathroom today? Did you, do you need to piss? What, what's going on? Why what's that extra pound and a half that shouldn't be there? And if it doesn't make sense, then, you know, then somebody's lying. Cause my, my shit is that tight. My equations are that they're that precise that I can actually tell someone's weight to about a, 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 a tenth of a pound off. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to create mass out of nothing. <laughs> if you know exactly the weights of everything that goes in calories and, and you keep the numbers, there's no way people can. Well, lie. I think, I think on the other spectrum, I think people that claim to have a hard time losing weight, just not even competitors, just regular people off the street uh, that are trying to get in shape. I tell them a lot of them don't even accept how much they eat. They lie to themselves. They have trips to the kitchen. They forget about completely. They it's like they're so they so rely they're on shakes. Wipe it out. They rely on shakes, which you can't do. I just helped the guy. I, I, I'm again. He'll probably watch this. I don't want to mention any names, but I helped the guy this weekend who wanted to get ready for a photo shoot. Okay, he said that he right. wanted to look really good. Uh, he, he's an older guy too. He wanted to look really good, and he wants to compete, but he's just not quite sure if he if he can look good. So. He had hired me a long time ago, and uh, for one reason or another, he wasn't able to use me. And then he contacted me, and he was like, you know, I, I'm having some difficulty, blah, blah, blah. Can we, can we work? Well, we, so he paid like a half down, and then we, we waited, didn't, didn't pay to their half. So sure, no problem. Um, as I always do that for people, if they run into hard times, so let's put everything on hold for them, and then they can come back when they're ready. And um, so we we decided to do this and he wanted to do diuretics so i said okay well i gave him the checks and balances it's only get the potassium from the for the no salt from the grocery store he had that we did that i mean honestly everything worked out great the guy looked incredible he said it's the best here and look now he wants to compete in a few few weeks and i'm like yeah i i don't i don't think you get it dude like you you already played your hand that's it but now you need to rest and and get ready for next year because it, it doesn't work like that he thinks he thinks because he looks this good now he can look that good in like six more weeks. And, you know, it, it's hard to say, but a lot of these guys get over, they get really happy when they see themselves looking good and they think that they can do it over and over again, but they don't realize that there's, there's some peaking of the diuretics and stuff like that are involved. And once you do them, they don't work the same right afterwards. Um, even if you do them for three days, they don't work the same on day three as they do on day one, which is another dangerous thing too, because when some, Coaches see that if they're expecting it to, they may bump it up on day three. And, and if you do that, you're bumping up the risk, you know, but I mean, do you think anybody is in, I mean, let's, let, let's be honest, bro. The guy that wins the show is the one that looks like he has one foot in the grave. That's if he's that yeah. freaky fucking shredded yeah. and dry. Okay. Well, I mean, let's just not kid ourselves. What do you think you can fucking look like you're going to die and not really be like you're going to die? No, every the, single the, one of the, those. Look, they they haven't died, but every single well, well Munzer died, Benazizi. Look, some of the ones that really were really shredded are dead. You know what I mean? I mean, and yeah, I mean, let's you know. I I, I, mean, <laughs> I seen a I seen a I seen a short documentary of Kai Green going up to uh to the last Olympia he went up against uh, Phil, and in the documentary they're being very uh real. They're in in his hotel room, and he's. He's laying on the bed with his face down for like 20, 30 minutes, just trying to muster the energy to get up and, and get on the get on the on the bicycle. Um, and just everything he had to just take a pause and wait for a while just to just to get there. And this is what top level is like, right? I mean, these guys are two yeah. two hundred almost three hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh 
Hey, skin man. just paper fucking thin. I mean, and they the days the day they were too right after the show. They gotta like sit there and like look at their fucking sneakers on the ground for like thirty minutes before they get out of bed. It's incredible. There's um, there's a lot the of level tricks of to that. There's there's a lot of tricks to that, and I and I, I'll 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 be safe to say Kai Green does not look like he does any of this stuff. But back in the day, uh, I'm not gonna attest for anybody in Olympia stage right now because that just would be that, that's just low. But back in the day, uh, when I trained Craig Titus, um, he would do cocaine. He would do bumps of cocaine to stay awake and have energy. And there were quite a few bodybuilders in the early 90s, um, early, you know, early to late in the 80s. I think a lot of bodybuilders were. But in the in the 90s, it, it seemed more that that they were they were doing it on stage. They were doing they, it. They probably got added. Adderall now, right? <laughs> I was just about to say that there, there's Adderall. Yeah, they're, and then, they're, and then, they're using a stimulant. They're just look. I mean, they're not partying with it. They're using it as a. They're giving it basically a, a using it as a stimulant just to stay up. So I, I think Adderall or, or Ritalin is probably what they what they might be using now. Is more convenient. Adderall, Ritalin. I don't know. I don't. There's a, this is a name I'm going to throw back to you. You probably you probably don't remember this name, but Christian Duffy. Do you remember Christian Duffy? No, not of this guy. He won the. I'm going to say the, the Nationals, but it could have been the USA, but it was the overall. I think it was the Nationals. He ended up doing uh, gay porn um, under the name Bull Staten, I think it was. I never saw it, but this is it was all in the bodybuilding world. Apparently, this guy was high on his out of his mind on LSD when he was on stage. So that's another one, apparently, that uh, gives you – I don't know how he did it. I, I I, I can't I can't imagine. What is it? What is LSD? What can LSD do for you in that state? That, that, that's that's well, crazy. It'll, it'll curb your appetite and it'll give you energy. Now I don't know how he dealt with the hallucinations, but if you look back at the video, his eyes were popping out of his head. So and he did keep he made that stick out his tongue and made that face a few times. He looked like he was tripping balls. So you know, and some if I heard, actually I heard he did the whole cocktail. He was LSD ecstasy. Uh, and a couple other things I can't remember what they were, but he was on like a few different things. And that used to be the thing, you know. Some some guys um, would party the night before the show. Chris Cormier is known to do that, and, and it's not saying anything bad about Chris. I know Chris. I like Chris. He's cool. He says it himself. You know, he's all wound up and he can't relax. And you know, he'd go to the nightclub before a show, do a couple of hits of ecstasy, and you know, look great the next day. And I, I can see that. I can see that because you're not eating, you're just drinking, you're getting drier. Um, you know, you're so you, I, I, yeah, so you can I drink guess. whiskey the night before the show, so you can have some whiskey. There, the night before yeah, the show, man, there, there are a lot of people that do that shit. I never liked it as oh, part of what wow. I do, but I mean, this even goes back to Kevin Lebroni and, and Ronnie Coleman. You know, uh, this is a story about this out there. I'll reenact it, guys, for you. Uh, <clears throat> Ronnie goes up to Kevin, hey, yo, Kevin, uh, you know, I want to look like a bit of peanut, man. Like yeah, nothing but peanut. I want to look like the big dogs. You know, Kevin, what, what are you doing, man? And then Kevin tells Ronnie, you know, come on, have a drink with your boy. And then Ronnie goes, oh, no, that liquor, I don't drink liquor. I don't drink liquor, Kevin. That's a no, I, don't drink. Radio I don't drink. And then he says, uh, he goes, come on, man. You want to know what the big dogs do? Come, come have a drink with your boy, Kevin. Come on. So Ronnie starts pouring up with Kevin. I think about seven shots later, Ronnie's fucked up. He goes back to his room. The next morning he wakes up, he beats Kevin. He beats Kevin, and Kevin never beat him again. That's I don't bad. know. I don't know whether Ronnie. I don't know, and I don't think that Ronnie gets drunk before his shows. But I do think that uh, that worked for him that time. 
And I think once he got in touch with Chad, I think Chad figured him out and they had a winning formula that worked, you know, year after year. <laughs> probably back to, to uh, cause that was kind of passing up the torch, right? Those two guys. Cause Kevin was, uh, uh, on his way out of bodybuilding as, as Ronnie was, was just coming up. It's, uh, I well, think I, I remember it's like this, this. you know, Ronnie was actually around for a while. Um, they all competed at the nationals when Kevin won and, and, you know, Ronnie been around for a while, but Ronnie didn't take gear for a while. Or, or at least if he took gear, he didn't take growth. Did you believe that? You know? I, I, I did a whole uh, review on, on his uh, think, show on Joe Rogan. That. I think he, he said he didn't take he take, didn't take gear. Come on now. I don't know. Ronnie says some things. You know what I'm saying? I love Ronnie. But, you know, I think I, I, my I, personal I mean, opinion, you, you, and the, no, offense to, no offense to what anybody else says, my personal opinion is I think he did use some steroids, okay? I don't think he had, like, all the real good shit that the, that, that the, pros, were, the pros were using. I think he I think he did like everybody else when he went on the European tour and bought drugs like everybody else did at every pharmacy. They all did it and they'd all send themselves shit. Every one of them did. That's when you start seeing them look good. You know, when they do the, the European Grand Prix tours and all of a sudden they come back and they're looking crazy. It's because they all stack up on all the gear and all the pharmacies walk in and buy it legally. And um You you know, um one one thing that I I know, because he's look. Your body, once you, you, your body's just not going to let you get to that body fat without androgens, without you adding androgens. It'll start you to eat get, away at you muscle. You can get, you can, no, you, that, that Tristan Lee kid, I think he's natural. Oh, yeah, I mean, there are genetic little, freaks out there, but I mean, come on. But no, but not, 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 not anybody. I don't know if he's a genetic freak, bro. He, he don't, he don't eat no carbs. I've seen his diet. It's just protein and fat. He eats huh. like fucking sardines or some shit like that and eggs. And I mean, it's just straight fat and protein. So, I mean, I, I think anybody could look like that if they didn't eat any carbs for that long of a period of time. But can That's you do it with that size? No, you can't, can't build that kind of muscle without the stuff. It's the size, not the cuts. Listen, I'll tell you the truth, not man. I think muscle the, the, the steroids, all, all the steroids and the growth hormone, every single one of them make you hold a little bit of water. The truth is that if you really know what you're doing and you're natty, you could be more shredded than somebody who's who's not natty. You could be if you knew what you were doing. But people people usually overdo it when they're natty. But, you know, it's it's if the guys on steroids would know which ones to cut out and they don't these days. It used to be back in the 80s and the early 90s that we wouldn't take test up to a show. Um, we would cut test out before a show. We would we would switch to halo testing. Um or if we if the people before, did test it, they before aromas and arimidex though, right? Because one's aromas and yeah, arimidex. But, but even still to, though, yeah, but, but that but that's the problem, man. Because first off, those are really bad for the linings of the vessels in your heart and the, the blood vessels. It causes microscopic yeah, tears in them. It's really bad shit. Okay. So yeah. but secondly, just to think that you could take more of a shittier drug that aromatizes just because you have an aromatase inhibitor. You see what happened? You see what happened? Drug dealers, drug dealers gave out false information so that the people that were buying their drugs would be able to buy two or three drugs that weren't that hard for them to get, test and aromasin, not hard to get, okay, and order from China if you want. Sure, here you go, but they don't give them the quality drugs, the real primavolin, real, not the UGL shit, the real shit, okay? The shit that Arnold took, you know, that's 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 really good stuff. And I bet you sharing sharing Pivotal and Depop. Yeah. 
I, listen, stuff from I, sharing I back you, in the day. Ask the stuff. Stuff from sharing back in the day. And, and Iran has really, really good drugs, and you can just get it over the counter. It's not illegal Kar- over there. You can Karachi, Karachi Sustan on in, in Iran. Karachi Sustan. The Karachi. best in the world, bro. They have the best in the world. Everything there. And I'll, I'll, I'll bet you something right now. Don't think that the top coaches don't have some sort of Midnight Express connection to some of these countries. They do. I do. If I do, they do. I know they do. They're copies of me. Of course they right. do. You know, they got to. I, I can't. You don't think. You don't think for a second. I don't think. I mean, this is me, man. And I, and if I'm thinking this, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they're thinking this, right? But uh, you know, Hani's Persian, and uh, I'm sure he's got lots of family over there. You know, I'm sure somehow, some way, they're making sure that Hadi has whatever he needs, one way or another. You know, whether he's here or over there. You know. And all the bodybuilding is huge yes. in that part of the world now, man. All over huge, that area, it's bro. growing huge, huge. Oxygen you could literally get a network of people from the Middle East to send all your client stuff. I mean, it would not, it wouldn't be hard at all. One guy sends one package, a small package. He, the guy gets it. This guy gets it. That they're all small packages. Will go through. It's just the big packages that won't. But if you have an army of people that are followers that are all into what you do in a place where they don't even care, they'll just send it, then you can have a lot of clients in America looking really good. And then at the show, everybody wonders why your guys are winning. Oh, man, you guys are taking UGL. My guys are taking real pharma. And there's a big difference because the real pharma shit, you hold less water off of. You really do. Crazy. I, I see some guys on the forum saying they want to do a, a bulking and they're going to do 40 milligrams of Debo with aromas and I'm like just dude just do fucking 10 milligrams and don't use any aromas and if you're trying to bulk right just do 10 20 mm-hmm. and don't use that or or if you want to go that high use fucking Turinabol and then save you know don't take the other shit but I think no, you, you, are, can, you, you are do, absolutely you right can, you can do you can do 40 milligrams of Debo but you have to use the the rotation I invented which is uh two days of an androgen then two days of an anabolic then two days of an androgen then one day off and then the other way around you understand what I'm explain saying? That, so explain that. For, it's interesting. So Monday, Tuesday, 40 milligrams of D-ball. Wednesday, Thursday, 40 milligrams of Anabar. Thursday, Friday, 40 milligrams. Uh, hold on. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday. Sorry. Friday, Saturday uh, to 40 milligrams of D-ball. Sunday off. Monday, Tuesday, 40 milligrams of Anabar. Wednesday, Thursday, 40 milligrams of D-ball. Friday, Saturday, 40 milligrams of Anabar. Sunday off. And the reason why is after two days of taking the androgen, you you still haven't really started to convert that much yet. So if you cut it off right there and you add the anabolic in to keep your, your, your nitrogen level high, so 40 milligrams of Anabar will hold you, then it's just like taking D-ball for the first two days every time. And those first two days you take D-ball, you get strong, you look good, you're not holding water, everything's great. So if you could, ha- if you can repeat that over and over and over again for, throughout the month, you get solid gains from D-ball instead of holding water. It's when you take too much of D-ball too long. That's the problem. When you take it too much too long. Well, D-ball was developed for powerlifters. It's a powerlifting set. It's supposed to give you some a little bit of water retention, some strength. Uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of guys are utilizing it properly or well, understand so that's what the, it's for the, now d-ball no steroid was invented for athletic purposes i want to make that clear 
the the guy who invented Diana Bull was the doctor for the uh, Olympic weightlifting Ziggler. team. And, yeah, I, I know. Yep, you know, you know I, the story. You know I, the story. I, no, I know the whole story, but that's not why. It was it, it, okay? So what ended up happening? It was it was invented to be a better form of testosterone, a better oral form of testosterone. For, for, for the powerlifters, right? Yeah. For, for any for anybody suffering from a nitrogen deficiency, you know what I mean? And, and they they figured uh, out how to use it for sports at an early age, and it worked out great. But here's the thing, right? Anything that's used for strength and for size, at the end of the day, these are other effects of the drug. Like Winstrel makes you fast, Anabar makes you strong, but it doesn't make you necessarily powerlifting strong. D ball makes you more powerlifting strong. It's it, it's pretty much that's the way it is. Anadrol makes you big and strong too, but not strong like D-ball, but it makes you kind of big than D-ball, you know? Tranabol is like a dry right, D-ball. Right. It, it's like a dry D-ball, but you don't get quite as strong yeah. from it because the water has something to do with the strength. And so every one of these steroids has some sort of different attribute when the human takes it that is is similar to all people. And that is that are these attributes that that we as as coaches and scientists have figured out that it's the best field for these. Now, when you look at bodybuilding, there's always some sort of advantage to being powerlifting, like Ronnie Coleman showed, you know, lifting power. I call it power bodybuilding. And, and power bodybuilding is where you get these big freaks. You know, you get these guys that are lifting 400-pound inclines, you know, for reps. And like Akeem, you know, he's a power bodybuilder. Yep. Bundy, I help. He's a, he's, I mean, he's, he's a big power bodybuilder. This guy's mad strong. And... Um, when you lift, when you heavy, lift to be lift that, heavy, yeah. When you lift to be heavy like that, but at the same time, you don't need to be powerlifting strong and powerlifting big. You just you need to have some of it, but not full steam. So that's where I say, you know, do the two days of an anabolic, two days of a androgen, and you could do that anadrol anavar. You could do anadrol winstrol. You could do anything with premotabs. tabs. Doesn't matter. You could do you could do anabar tranabol. You can do D-ball, Tranibol. You can do Anadrol and D-ball. Now, that's the powerlifting stock I have is two days of D-ball, two days of Anadrol, two days of D-ball, one day off. And the day off is a day that you don't uh, lift. And uh, you can do cardio, but you don't lift. And usually you just kind of like sleep in a little bit later, get more rest and uh, eat eat one meal less, but then have the rest of the meals a little bit bigger. So have like brunch and then lunch and then dinner and then another meal after that. Sounds like a protocol to just make your the most out of the animal. Oh, it sounds interesting, actually. Or an anadrol, actually. It works, it works really good for both of them, if you take that. I mean, see, the thing is, is that the reason that you get most out of both drugs is because you start getting side effects from the drugs when your body starts getting a tolerance. Your body starts yeah. getting a tolerance after three to four days. So although you might start saying that's when you notice the drug, what you notice is the constant nitrogen retention, which happens from every single steroid. So it really doesn't matter which ones you take. You could take seven different steroids a right. week, seven different orals. As long as you have something in you, you're going to get some progress. If it, and that right. progress is going to be somewhat sculpted to the steroids. So like if you take Anabar on Monday, you'll be a little stronger, but you'll be harder. On Tuesday, if you take Anadrol, you'll blow up a little bit, but you know it's just one day, so it's not going to be that noticeable. Wednesday, if you took D-Ball, because you took an androgen the follow, uh, on on Tuesday, you're going to look pretty big on, on D-Ball day. And then if you go to uh, Primo Tabs, you dry out, you know, uh, Tyrannable, you, you you stay pretty dry and pretty strong. So you could do that if you wanted to. You know, you you still going to be toxic. 
I can see that because all of us that are obsessed with this stuff, we see a, a different guy in front of the mirror in the morning, one in the afternoon, different guy in front of the mirror at night. So uh, any yeah. of us that obsess over this could absolutely see the difference from a day-to-day of dosing orals that way. That's that's real interesting. I mean, we well, stack well, when we get ready for a show. We stack. We'll take oral Winstrel with oral Anabar, and if you have oral Preambulum, we'll throw that in there too. And shit, some people take Anadrol all the way up close to the show. I mean – you you could you'd have a better chance of getting ready for a show with Anadrol than D ball. That's for sure. So, what dosage of orals would a competitor do leading up to a show? I usually, and again, I help uh, guys that are more just uh, rec users. Uh, Big Bob going to the office. Uh, it's the kind of guys that reach out to me. I just tell them, man, keep it under under sixty milligrams of anything. Forty milligrams should be kind of your your ideal of. Uh, for anybody that's not going into a show now, a competitor, how much orals or how much of an oral and how long would they be doing uh, something coming up to a show? Well, it's 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 really hard to discuss this because when you when we talk about this, we're not really talking about definitive numbers because everybody's stuff seems to be different these days, you know. Right. So your your winstrel that may come in twenty five milligram tabs, they may really only be like fifteen. And some other guys, his may really be like 28. And so, you know, it's hard. If we got say, legitimate it, stuff, you know, j- j- just, just to had, condense yeah. the conversation today. If we got straight legit, you know, something from Kuwait, got it flown yeah. in, some good shit from, right. from Greece, you know, what, 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 what you know, do we pe- expect? People, don't, stuff? Pe- pe- people in America that I've seen them take up to 100 milligrams of Anabar, shit, they, they, Shelby has some women taking 100 milligrams of Anabar, believe it or not. And if you had real pharmaceutical Anavar, man, I don't know. 30 milligrams is a lot. It, it's a lot, dude. You you feel like an animal. I, and that's the I difference. Drop, I, that. I, drop, I drop a little bit more than four body um, four body fat percentage points in like five weeks on, on just about 40 mg of Anavar a day. And just good diet, fasting in between. And, I mean, good Anavar, <laughs> really yeah. good when you can get legit Anavar. I mean, it's fucking incredible. Man, and, and it makes you feel good too. You don't hold really any water off of it, and you're strong. You don't get that full look, but you you definitely can get dry off of it. You can get real dry off of it. Yeah. So uh, now, when it comes to dosages, a lot of the leisure guys out there, I said the, I mean the, the rec users that I talk to a lot, we all wonder how much of these guys really doing because. Some of them will say, no, it's just great genetics, and they're only using, you know, 500, 1,000. No, they're taking taking 100 milligrams. (laughs) They are. They're taking – they're they're competing 100 milligrams of Westerl, 100 milligrams of – I don't know why everybody's taking – but that's what they're doing. So in a week, total in a week, would they be taking two, three grams of gear in a week or less, or or does that range from guy to guy? That's that's about right, yeah. And now that's that's actually about right, and then you got – the idiots that are even dumber than than the first round, and they're they're at like the five gram range, and that's when you're just like really like your shit must be fake. There's no way, like it's just not necessary. Five grams is a lot. I I, mean, I, I, I tell I tell guys that are not stepping on stage if, if you've got to do more than a a, a mega thousand milligrams a week to get good results, really great results, then you just don't have the genetics. You're probably, but, probably but they, but they don't, they don't even know, man. Listen, I had a client tell me that he went ahead and bought the Roy test kit and uh, found out all his shit was fake. That is true. That? So, well, so these guys taking, you know, they don't feel it. 
they're taking three, four, and five CCs and don't feel it. You know, I mean, well, they don't feel it because they ain't shit in there. They, it, it ain't real. You know, so that's, right. that's you know, at the end of the day, man, like that's why I say pharma grade stuff. At least whether whether it works on you or not, it's a standard. You know what that dose is supposed to do, and then if you get a UGL, you can compare it. Well, I know what 200 milligrams of pharmagrade test did. Let's see what a CC of this 200 milligram stuff does. And if it's not the same, you'll know right off the bat because you did the real stuff. You, you know, I have noticed that uh, if you now everything nowadays, everything is on the ground labs. Uh, back in the day, I started way back when people used to argue whether you're taking humanate from uh, Greece or or Germany was better than some of the stuff being made for veterinarian market in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even and even th those those labs making stuff for the veterinarian market in Mexico, that stuff was being tested for heavy metals, for potency. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, there, there's a process that went along with that. Shit, I was even way, way back before Tremblone came came back into the scene and guys were extracting it from uh, phenoplex H pellets. Yeah, yeah, yeah I and I uh, gave you golf ball size knots when you shot that stuff that stuff not, I, I not lost the shit i had <laughs> not the shit I you made. got that well i tell you i tell you what i learned to uh triple filter it later on but the, uh, with those yeah, whitman filters the, yeah the, the first one I, I didn't filter it it was a little uh, bit cloudy uh, I, yeah. and then after that i, I learned you had to triple filter that shit until yeah, there was just yeah, absolutely that's the key no until it was just See through like piss, and then you could actually mess with it. And it, you know, it's funny enough uh, that that's oxidation that happens to Tremblone over time because that tint gets stronger as time goes on. Uh, yeah, Tremblone is, is, is funny that way. It's still kind of active doing stuff. There's even a, a study I, mean, I read where Tremblone is an environmental contaminant. And, and what's crazy about it is they couldn't find it when they took tests during the day because on sunlight Tremblone would move molecules around and become something else become undetectable but when they right. took the samples at night uh then they could detect the Tremblone in, in the waterways and apparently it was actually affecting the way uh, fish were reproducing in the area it's just sure. something funny about Tremblone, Tremblone is a I very it. is a very weird uh a steroid I think one of the things I I felt it does is it kind of multiplies the way everything else works so if you're doing a cycle where I agree do, if I you agree. add tremble on it, just, yeah. just makes everything else work so much better. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible. Like I mean, if you're if you're trying to get big and you take Tremblone and D ball or Tremblone and Anadrol and test, you're getting huge, 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 huge. It's the fast. I don't yeah. give a fuck who you big. are. You can Steve Urkel, you're getting big. Um, <laughs> That's right. That, We're cutting that'll be the transformation, right? Take Steve Urkel and turn him into Sean Roden. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's been a few celebrities that have gone from skinny or from fat to muscular. You remember when Carrot Top was fucking huge? Oh, remember yeah, but his face got fucked up, dude. What happened to that fool? Didn't did he, he um, didn't he have operations in his face? Yeah, plastic yeah, surgery. Some yeah. shit, yeah. But I remember um, Carrot Top was just funny, and then one day uh, he was just fucking ripped, like just abs yeah. and everything just you could tell crazy. he was roided out though he had pimples and shit he was <laughs> yeah yeah dr dre looked yeah. fucking crazy yeah, the, for a while I, I, remember I saw i saw fucking one time yeah i saw that shit i saw one time and he had like a look like he had an injection mark in his shoulder i was like this fool look at him god on tv with that shit and, 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 and that, that, that 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 fat guy isn't the fat guy from super bad isn't he fucking ripped now too remember that fat kid i from think super, so super, 
Yeah, Remember that? I you know what I'm so talking too. about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, got like that the humor where he just keeps kind of ranting on. He just keeps kind of like a chatty kind of talking humor. That, that I heard he's. I think I've seen a picture of him on on social. He's. I tell you what, that would be that'd be something we should we should try to organize that. That'd be great, right? Get get all the celebrities to have a bodybuilding show, and then whoever has the best best celebrity wins the celebrity all star <laughs> championships or something like that. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck was fucking was 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 roided the fuck out to it. Like man, I, if I if I had Ben Affleck, bro, if I had, if I was if I had a coach and I had Ben Affleck and I got that fool on growth, insulin, some fucking Anadrol, shit, some fucking Primo, Master, man, I'd have Ben Affleck looking good. I bet I bet you if Ben Affleck followed my program, I bet you I'd get him with the Nationals, Masters Nationals. I bet you. It's interesting, man. Man, if you're out there, you can contact got, me. He, he, he got he got he got J Lo now. <laughs> yeah, I'll do J Lo for free. Literally, I will do her for free. As a matter of fact, I tell you what, man, I'll pay you to do J Lo. <laughs> she looks incre- she looks incredible, does she? She's a fifty something. She's she fucking unbelievable, cool. man. She doesn't age. She's like wine. She just keeps getting better and better. Man, I love me some J Lo. She's probably she's probably J Lo. Hold on, J Lo, if you're listening, you can holler at your boy right here. Okay, Ben is cool. I'll get him in shape, and I'll get you too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what about uh, uh the sure Rock? Tag I mean, <laughs> the, the Rock is the Rock is yeah. We're gonna tag J Lo and oh, everybody. We're mentioning we're gonna tag with this video. Uh, where um, um the Rock? You that dude is all too, and he looks fucking Listen. good, doesn't he? The Rock, bro, the Hani's helping The Rock. And and again, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Hani's showing The Rock some Persian love, you know, helping him out with some things that might be a little difficult for him to get without a prescription or without a doctor in America. Um, you know, you got to hand it to this guy. He, this guy travels with a huge fucking gym wherever he's he's shooting. He has his gym. Him, got, yeah. He has his gym flowing in. He's in there. Arnold did that. You know, before. Arnold did that too. Yeah. So does Stallone. They both did that. Like a lot of a lot of the top celebrities do that. You'd be surprised, man. As a matter of fact, I think that's probably a business now. Is those gyms that show up for celebrities? Those portable gyms. That's probably a whole business now. Some some of the top level ones, they 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 have their equipment they love. Like we all do at our gym that we go to every day. We got yeah. the equipment that we love. And they just bring their their own shit and take it everywhere. There's got to be who the fuck is coaching all these guys, man? I I mean I I help people out, but I know I'm not in that vein, and I don't know anybody I know, that I know is. No, I'm not. I should be, but I'm not. But I should who be. Who the fuck so. is in that vein? Dude? Because do you know the dress thing that you see, like even when the the Hugh Jackman got ready for Wolverine, he was definitely on gear, no question. Brad Pitt got ready for Fight Club. There's no question he was on Anavar. I mean, come on, dude, look at the guy. You serious? Guys are getting millions. These guys are getting millions for a film. You throw me fifty thousand, I'll go stay at a, at a cottage in your house. I'll go stay at your well, cottage. Here's the thing, though. Who's who's? They've got. That's the thing. They've got someone just like Honey has, or just like Phil Heath has Honey. You know what I mean? Or Hottie has Honey. Whatever. Oh, they got someone too. They? they got someone. They got somebody that's that's getting them the shit, and they're not telling anyone. They're keeping it a little secret yeah. between him and his gym bro, who's hooking him up. That's what it is. Yeah, right. It's got to. It's yeah. got. There's got to be one or two guys that are, that are getting all the business, and then they're just I mean, passing. You, look, I, I, I know because none of us, not, not, no, nobody that I know is getting it, and they're not. I mean, I don't think you're not getting it. You're saying, and you're very no. Well but in, in my family, my brother is an actor, and 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 if he had a part that he had to look like that for, fuck, it'd be over. I 
<laughs> let's go to work. <laughs> I know what yeah. to do. I'd have him looking crazy, but and he he was he was a foreign bodybuilder, a very good one too. So got to be a really it's got to be a really good uh, industry to get into. I, I mean, some of some some of the coaches like like the. Some of the guys like Goggins, I think he's on. He's huge on Instagram. The ex uh, Navy Seal. Yeah. Um. He went. He so. went to live with a guy. He went to live with a guy for a month to help him. Yeah. Uh, basically, stop stop being. But the guy was like, you know, he wasn't a bodybuilder. He just needed a kick in he's the ass. Obese. You know. So he yeah. went. Yeah, yeah. So he just went and stayed with him for for a month, and you know, and he, he was basically his drill sergeant for a month, and and yeah. something like that. I mean, something like that. These guys have the nah, the, the amount of money to, to pay for something like. That. What needs to happen is is a, is a group of people need to come together, a coach, uh, uh, a, a guru, you know, a dietitian, and uh, and and they come together and they're like a team and they hit up Hollywood and they'll be like, look, we're, whenever you have a role and you want your clients to look a certain way, whether it's fat, skinny, whatever, bring them to us. We'll help them get there. You know, you never know. They might want someone to get fat for a, for a show. The dietitian's got to recommend to them like two pizzas a day and a couple of sodas and a Big Mac or something. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So, somebody's know. getting that work. Somebody's getting that work. They're just keeping it quiet because uh, there's definitely a lot of these guys out there changing up. Changing All that money has got to be That's, something, man. It's got to be something going on. I know. I know. All I know is I'm not getting there. You getting it? I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that it, it's a very, it's a very select few people that are in it with the great bodies and they end up getting the best roles and, and that's it. You know what I mean? That, you know, like, I don't think Tom, I don't think Tom Cruise ever took anything, but it's questionable though. There's a few times where he looked really, really good, you know? And he is like one of the action heroes out there, right? I mean, he's Mr. Mission yeah. Impossible. He Mission Impossible. Exactly. exactly. You, you know, uh, um, Watching Keanu Reeves uh, do everything in John Wick, all those moves, he actually went to a jiu-jitsu uh, studio sure. and actually learned, learned that. So these guys are, are top-level stuff. So, man, it was a great interview today, brother. I kept you on for, for a good while, man. We, we talked about everything. Uh, I, you know, I should, I should have you back to talk a little bit more about steroids, just uh, what you're feeling on it, on those. Are. And, and let me, let me ask you this before I go, if you don't mind. And, and I want to plug some of your stuff too, but, um. You've been in the game for a long time. You're kind of like me, uh, old school. Uh, uh, we're focused on different things. I'm still not, my mind's not fully made up about SARMs. I've used some. I've had, because they have additional health benefits or and additional benefits to performance and healing that I don't find in steroids. But I'm, I'm still a little bit weird. Cause, I mean, steroids been used for, for a couple of generations now. They got approved at some point for prescription. Um, they got rolled back, whatever. But a lot of guys are, are taking SARMs. They've become very popular. Um, it's undeniable that they work. Um, it's sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes easier to get legitimate SARMs than it is to get legitimate juice on the market out there, unfortunately. What do you think about SARMs? And is that something any guys are using now that you've talked to up to competition? And, and, and what, what's been... Would have been the effect. Well, I've been friends with Tony Hughes for a while. I helped him for three shows with enhanced. He's athletes. a cool. He's a cool cat. I, I've talked to him a few times. He's a cool cat. Yeah, I consider him my friend, and um, and he's a big, big proponent, advocate of SARMs and and the benefits of them and so forth. I think it's going to be here. It's here to stay. I think people like him are going to figure out better ways to use it. Um. It's going to take people like him to figure out better ways to use it until 
until I talk to him and I find there is a certain method that that he tells me is like a like a, a cycle of this or do this for this amount of time or try that this is what's going to happen and it's definitive then I'm just going to wait I believe he's pretty close on a few of those things he's he's found different he's gone through the trying them all and and identifying with what does what so now I think he's in the stage of where he's going to put it all together and and actually have a different SARMs and SARMs protocols, not just one, two drugs, maybe maybe more than one drug, maybe rotating it with steroids too. But I think that's kind of where we're at, you know, because they're different receptors ultimately. You know, you could do, let's say, oral steroids for, for two days, maybe SARMs for two days. You know, you could do that also. That that may actually be better. I, I don't really know. To be honest with you, I'm unfortunately, I'm... I'm I perfected what I did with steroids, growth hormone, insulin. I didn't really need IGF-1 because I was creating it with growth hormone and insulin at the right amounts. I didn't think it was necessary for any more, to be honest with you. But even when I had IGF-1, that what I was doing with was was already 100%. And I didn't see it realistically that anybody needed to do anything more than that. Now... What I didn't take into consideration is that there there are more than one way to get to 100%. Okay, right. Um, there are other ways that can get you there, but we haven't studied enough behind it what that all entails. Does that way possibly entail some damaging effects, or or how much of it does it take? You know, in the long term, what's going to be studied is that, and then. A few years from now, there'll be some definitive research from this people doing it. It'll be on the internet as to, you know, the effectiveness of these things because enough people will get their blood tested and they'll figure it out. And then we'll have some data behind it to know what's effective, what's not. But until then, my my biggest problem with SARMs, and I'd say probably my only problem with SARMs is, is that we really don't have the quality control to really know what it really is that we're consuming. We just don't know. We believe it may be Rad 140. We believe it may be Ligandrol. We may believe it may be, but okay, let's, and let's say it is. What else is in it? Is there some shit that you don't want in it? Because I mean, it's not really for human consumption. So if that, if, if the Chinese are putting that on the, the bottle or the bag or whatever it is that you're getting, do you think for one second they really give a shit if you consume it, even if it didn't say, not for human consumption. They don't care. They, there's some, there's probably some toxic shit in it. And and I'm just saying on, on the whole, there's cheap ways to make stuff and it, SARMs are cheap. I'm sure they're made the cheap way and you just can't hold that to the standard. Now in the, in the long term, if you're really concerned about your health, you have to be concerned about what you put in you. And you cannot let your obsession for your, for your uh, hobbies or whatever, your obsession for your obsessions, put it that way. Um, right, right. You can't let that dictate the outcome of your health. You can't just say, I want to look like this. There is no pharma grade, so I'm going to take UGL. Well, unfortunately, there's too many of those mentality out there. The mentality that should be taken, which is the mentality of the long run, is well, I can't find any uh, real pharma gear right now, so I'm going to focus on training three times a week instead of training five times a week. And I'm gonna try to maintain what I have 
and I'm going to work really hard at trying to find real farming gear. And, and that's it. The, the discussion does not go outside of, if I can't get farming gear, I'm not going to take it. Unfortunately, it's not the case. Everybody's marketing a brand of UGL that everybody claims is better than everybody else's. And the problem with every UGL, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to drag this on, but I got to tell you this. The problem with every UGL. Oh, it's interesting. Keep it going. Keep it going, man. Take your time. It's, it's that the actual components of the salts that they, that they send you are, are made low quality. So testosterone that you get from China is nothing like American pharmaceutical testosterone. And at the end of the day, it has a heavier molecular weight. The lighter molecular weight, the purer the drug is. Okay, when you see the pharmaceutical drug and you look in the pamphlet, it's going to have a molecular weight on there, 22,000 something, whatever. Okay, and that that weight is what it should be at its purest form with everything that went into it being the purest possible, every ingredient to extract, all the chemicals, all the highest quality of everything. Okay, no stone unturned. That's you're going to get the lowest weight. Everything else doesn't weigh anything close to that. So when you when you want to know uh, what the molecular weight is of the raw anavar that they have versus the raw anavar that that is from the pharmaceutical company, the molecular weight is different. So what's that? What's that mean? Oh, so what? I mean, it just weighs a little bit more. Really, what difference does that make? If that more is heavy metals, you get heavy metal contamination over a long period of time. Okay. If that more is fillers, it could be all kinds of things that could be bad for you from one thing from cause ulcers. The next thing it could cause, you know, uh, lacerations in the intestinal walls. And then ultimately it could cause bleeding in the blood vessels because of these impurities and these impurities in they're, they're, they're not to be taken lightly because in America, or at least with pharmaceutical companies around the world, there's a standard. It has to be like 99.95 or or above. I mean, it's 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 pretty much got to be 100% pure. I mean, and what we get, well, and, and here's the thing. When you get veterinarian grade, you're getting Mexican, maybe 95, maybe, you know, American 97 at lowest, 97%. Okay. Now, UGL. You're lucky if it's upper 80s, 90s. Period. You know, you you are you are right about some things, man. Uh, I I get when I'm in because uh, I travel to South America quite a bit. I'm from there, have family there, and uh, when I'm there, you could just walk into Farmacia and pick up a uh, Bayer Nabito. Yeah. You can pick up Testovirin. Yeah. Um, you can just you can go to Vet Clinic and pick up uh, Ganabol 50, big 250 yeah. milliliter millimeter jugs. And man, just a little stack of that I found um, better. It's a lot stronger than even when I've taken three or four different things in higher amounts man, that are just let's talk, Yeah. Let's talk about the EQ, right? The EQ, that Ganaball. That Ganaball is fire. People don't even know how strong that is. Love right? that Ganaball. I had Tornado too. Uh, listen, you get that? It's 50 milligrams per ml, okay? A boss cycle. I'm telling you, boss cycle two cc's three times a week you're fucking killing everything your bench is going through the roof you're strong you look crazy you're hard you're you're strong as fuck you're crazy you're hard no not really much water 
you know, and so that's 300 milligrams. Now, you look at the stuff they have at the UGL right now, it's 300 milligrams per ml. People are taking three mLs of that. They're taking 900 milligrams, and it's still not as good as the 300 milligrams of the bed shit. Different quality product for, for sure, for sure. It's incredible. More, it's more impurities, you know. And the funny yeah. thing is, is again, it, it could weigh, it, it could be 200 milligrams per mL or whatever it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? It could be what it's supposed to be. If, if it says 200 in the pharma grades, 200, it, it could be that. But all there's other shit in it that may make that 200 not work as well as the pure 200. The delivery system, Anavar was like that. A, a original pharma grade Anavar has lactose in it. It has lactose for a reason. And it wasn't bodybuilders, I don't think, figured this out until the 80s, until there were some people that were getting smooth off Anavar and some people got crazy hard off Anavar. And, it took somebody to figure out that the person was lactose intolerant and that amount of lactose in the pills was setting off their giving them an allergic reaction, making them hold a film. Well, there is a reason that the original formula for actual name brand Anavar from Cyril had lactose in it. And it was because it did something about binding it to the point where it passed some part of the intestinal or the digestion process. And then at the point where it released it, it's where it absorbed the best. Now that's how, good pharmaceutical companies are they don't just put shit binders in their drugs the binders they put in their drugs are specific to release the drug in the body at the right time you're not going to get that when you get ugl stuff and you don't know when it's going to release and it could just hit your stomach and burn out because it doesn't have enough stuff to protect it and pass it on through like anabar um or you know or or it could go maybe too far without getting absorbed you know maybe a pill's pressed too hard it doesn't have enough binders to release it with the acid in the stomach so it stays pressed and then it leaves you, you basically excrete it out like a watermelon seed uh so you know it, it shit like that happens man because people the, the people that are making the ugls don't they're not they don't have the skill they don't understand they think that people just put like why why am i going to pay extra for a binder i'll just put it in a capsule you know blah 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 and they don't they don't understand that the raw powder is maybe not even as good as the right binders. It's it's an art, man. You remember back in the day the way you knew your pills were bunk is because you could crush them with your fingertips. Yeah. Crush yep. one of your steroid. Now all the stuff when you open the bags all dusty in there. The the pills are, are crumbling most of them. And also you remember when we used to get amps back in the day, the uh -huh. way you knew the amp was legit because you could not scratch. The, the letters off of it with your fingernail. Oh, the silk screen yeah. was real. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe sometimes some of the stuff back then made, made uh, in Asia, Middle East, uh, the, the, the heads of the amps tended to be somewhat inconsistent. But like if you got some, some sharing some stuff. Long, if you, some were long. I have, I've had all kinds of really cool ass looking amps, man. Yeah. You know, from all over the world, different sustenons, different sharings, you know? Yeah. But, um, but, but they're counterfeit. But they were, they were yeah. less consistent every time because there's some UGs that actually make amps and they're so inconsistent with the heads, uh, the sizing on them. It's just the the quality of of the craftsmanship, just in in how the product is is packaged. It's so different than when we used to get. Dude, I remember Norma Hellas, uh, Sam Bones, 
back in the day. Yeah, there, was another, yeah. <laughs> there was another really, really I nice 15 million. those motherfuckers, man. Like 5,000 of them shits, man. Now, now they make, now they make Winstrel in, in oil, and it's not cloudy anymore. You can't. Same, the, the, it don't make oil you crispy. Now. It don't make you crispy like that stuff. Dude, I remember back, I, I had an actual bottle of the real Winthrop Winstrel V. That's how far I go back. You remember the Ready Jacks back in the day? I don't think you could get, oh, I mean, yeah. I, you could get those in South America oh, still. Yeah. Big, big uh, 22 uh, MG needles, uh, sort. Yeah, yeah. Refer, remember that, that that old animal, Referbeat? Of um, course, for 4B, yeah. Oh, I love it. I tasted love it. so, tasted, tasted terrible. Strong, made you sweat Actually, smell. Been, made you sweat yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then there was a transition in the the veterinarian labs in Mexico where they were really at the start making the stuff for for animals. And, okay, bodybuilders are kind of using it on the side. All right, whatever, it's for animals. So you're we'll, talking we'll, about we'll, quality bet, Dencal, Bravo. Well, well, well right. that was that, it was, it was a two, it was a two step. First, a guy came out with a, with a company named Tokyo. And Tokyo, he, yeah, Tokyo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he 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 would basically he started he's the one who started putting you know three hundred and four hundred milligrams of stuff per cc, and at first uh, because it wasn't being done in pharma or being done in, in veterinary veterinary was even was even less concentration yeah uh, people people started saying hey you you can't really do that it won't hold and everybody was wrong you can actually hold it and um, he went out of business but after he gone for whatever reason then that's when Animal Power Brovel Dencal uh, Quality Vet all of these guys came out and and then they um that all ended that that whole group ended with operation gear grinder i believe wasn't it when they uh went into mexico and shut all those guys down that, uh, back in yeah. the, the mid 2000s yeah. yep that was that was yeah, that, that was, was interesting they went, they went there. huge bust but man did they make some good gear bro quality did, bet man. quality bet i was about to say you know, quality bet some good shit man then, then cal then cal the first time that i saw um a good trembolone that you could buy uh that was ready inject that you didn't have to extract from pellets it was Denkal brought the first trembolone out that i remember and, and i think quality after Den- bed had real quality bed had winstrel v that was water-based and suspension that was water-based that you could inject and it didn't it didn't fuck you up didn't fuck you up i remember that the, the it used to have nice little foam uh little foam pieces and, and it wasn't like like cotton inside of their their uh they're pill bottles. They're nice pill bottles with foam. I mean, it, the packaging was incredible. The presentation, the oils. I mean, it was just top grade stuff that they made for bodybuilders back then. And then after that, I mean, uh, it was no what, crimp what, marks, bro. Remember, there were no crimp marks on the bottles. The bottles were all sealed with a real machine. Yeah, that, now you get some UG stuff that if you turn oh, if you, if you turn the vial upside yeah. down and you and you put pressure in it to draw, sometimes the damn the damn thing pop will top out. I've had that happen to Yeah, she'll turn. Yeah, it's garbage, man. They don't know what yeah. to do on these and then, people. The top is never supposed to turn. If you're anybody out there listening to this, if you get a bottle of injectable stuff, the first thing you do is grab it and twist the top. Hold the cap on it. Don't break the cap because then you got to buy it. But hold it all together and see if you can twist the metal on the top. If you can, do it back to the person. Don't buy it. Okay? You you should never be able to twist the top off the bottle ever. Even There's if it's air real coming pharmaceutical in and stuff. Well, if it's real pharmaceutical stuff, that means somebody took the top off, sucked the stuff out, and put the top back on. You can do that. There are some people that, that have done that. 
one thing, guys, is you it, it's there's air coming in and out of there, and that bottle yeah. will will breathe. It's even Back even to, if it just yeah. between day and night, a, a quick change in temperature, day and night, it's enough to make and that bottle. The alcohol breathe. will burn out too. The alcohol yep. will evaporate out of it because of the air, and then next thing you know, it's just a cesspool waiting to big abscess in your ass or a shot. S S quality vet and uh, and all these guys were getting busted. British Dragon came out around. Mm-hmm. Remember British mm-hmm. Dragon? Yeah. They were they were uh, they were a huge huge thing for a while. British Dragon. There was a couple they other. Were good too. Yeah, yeah, but see, um, this this was like the first time I saw that somebody said, okay, we're gonna develop a UG brand. We're not really gonna register shit. We're just gonna tell people to register in in Europe somewhere, and we're just gonna pump 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 this stuff out and not even bother registering. But British Dragon, as far as I understood back in the day, was made in actual pharmaceutical facilities, big labs uh, uh under under strict standards they just never bothered to register anywhere with anyone about about it um and uh they were contracting labs that supposedly were registered labs but in those countries they could do midnight runs for other people and and mm-hmm. look the other way whatever um and that went on for a while um but then i guess when you get around 2011 2012 2013 that's when I really saw. I mean, there were some aficionados like me that knew you can get you can get uh, uh, all these all these raws from from China in very tiny amounts, little sample amounts, and, and whip them up. And you know, once you once you knew enough about it, you could you could actually tell just by looking at it what was prop, mm-hmm. what was uh, enacted. Well, just just by the consistency of it, you knew the long the, the length of the ester would change the consistency. You knew what you were looking at, and that. But really around 2011, 2012, 2013, that's when I realized, like, holy shit, every gym guy out there is making shit in their house of they got a buddy that's making it for people locally. Yeah. And then, that's when you know, changed. all yeah. – that's when it changed. Around 11, from 11, 2011 to about 2013, 2014 is when I realized, like, man, the game has changed a ton now. The gym guy is kind of back in the game uh, uh, because uh, because of the internet, uh, the gym – dealer wasn't as popular for for for, for i think a decade and then uh but now they're making stuff locally guys are whipping stuff up locally and, and it's more dangerous now because the raw materials are sometimes being made in facilities that are not really supposed to be making these raw materials you know fly by night stuff even all the way back to china you know you have some facilities there that that are making this stuff at midnight and have it in the same room being stored in the same places as pesticides and things that shouldn't should it be in the area? And that's exactly. where you pick up some of this contamination from. Some of the fumes and some of the overflow sure. uh, particles that come, come from this yeah. manufacturing. And it goes on and, and you know, and I mean, you, uh, the machines could be, you know, 20 feet away, 10 feet away where they're making a batch of steroids and they're making a batch of something fucking dangerous. Yep. <laughs> that, that, you you know, that a, a few micrograms might, might affect you. Sure. And... And they're doing it in the same facility, and that—that's where a lot of the contamination. And this is this all started happening after the Beijing Olympics, because before Beijing, man, the raws coming out of China were clean, bro. Before the Beijing Olympics, all the fucking raws coming out of there, the stuff aficionados used to get for just your your little home stash was actually pretty damn good stuff. Um, but then after Beijing, the the good the main labs that were making this stuff shut shut down. They, because they're, you know, they're compliant with their laws in China. They they make millions. They don't want to rock their boat. Then you had some of the bottom feeders that shouldn't have been making it, uh, making it under circumstances and, and, and in ways they shouldn't have been storing it uh, and transiting it in, in ways it shouldn't be done. And that's what we get now. What you're talking about, man. All these all these gear with heavy 
heavy metals, but the shit just doesn't work the same, where the molecular weight changes on the hormone, all these, all these little fucked up problems um, where, you know, the, it might test to the just a regular test. It might test like, yeah, it's 98% testosterone. But if you really examine it further, uh, you know, a good percentage of that 30, 40% might have a different molecular weight and the hormones just don't work the same. And definitely yeah, it's, how, it's a how different. How do they get to that number? That's the question. See, the, the way the pharmaceutical people make it, it's the best way to get to that milligram dose. But the way the UGL makes it, they, they don't do it the best way. They get to the milligram dose, but they don't do it the best way. Yeah, it's it's um incredible, incredible time to be alive now with with these compounds and and it seems like we're gonna have a new psalm or two and a new peptide or two uh, be uh, introduced into the public now every year. Yeah, that's, there's a few. That's the way few Tony's talking to. There's a few Tony's talking to me about that. I'm I'm really surprised and I I'm kind of want to try this one that he says it's like it's like primo acetate. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I want to I want to hold him to it. I really want to say it is because that'd be great if it is. I'm telling everybody. But I want to I want to know because I think premium last day of the world is the best oral. Well, I was for bodybuilding. There's there's so many ways to find these compounds that can benefit your physique, can benefit your your performance. Uh, guys are, are they're looking at all the literature that is put out by pharmaceutical companies because they're trying to drum up business. They're trying to pick up their, their stock prices, right? So they're letting the public know what they're working on, what trials there, what phases, and releasing some of this information. And, you know, these, these, uh, all these, you know, house chemists, these bodybuilding chemists are, are picking it, picking up the stuff, make, having it made in China. There are guys digging the crates for all patents and all uh, drugs that had been patented and licensed by pharmaceutical companies that were taken off the market for one reason or another, replaced, patents ran out yeah. on them. Uh, and, Coach and they're just, Trevor they're not Coach Trevor. Yeah, I, Coach I, Trevor was big. I met him. He's a cool dude, man. Uh, he, uh, know, Canadian Coach Trevor? Well, Coach Trevor the, with Tony Huge with Enhanced With athlete. Tony. But the, yeah. the, he's got, I think, he, I think he's got two Trevors. He's got, he's got kind of bold muscular trevor and then he's got yeah. skinny kind of uh no, kind ball, of a the, blonde hair the ball big the ball big guy. ball big ball big fella yes smart dude i remember I, i've watched yeah, some of his content he's really educated actually people don't people don't know he's got a degree and everything he's a smart guy I actually listen to some of the stuff he said and i think that's part of the reason why tony's in disarms i think that uh he got a lot of good advice from coach trevor you know it always it always takes really for all this stuff it takes a team really um it, it's hard for one person to kind of do it all and get through all of this research. I, when I started doing a podcast, cause I do three episodes a week. Now when I started doing, um, um, I said, you know what, uh, I'm going to get good cadence two, three episodes a week. And in about a year, I would have covered pretty much everything that needs to be covered. Everything I know about these compounds and, and this new shit coming out every, every few months, <laughs> new compounds, right. new peptides, new SARMs. Uh, there's new studies being done on just even the stuff that we've had for, for, decades now new studies coming out new information being released uh so i'm it there's just never there's just you we're just never gonna run out of shit to talk about or, or things to research and, and being in this in this realm being in this world it's incredible no let's see how many questions we get from this and i'll answer some more about drugs if you wanted yeah so well listen my man um definitely great great having you brother i really appreciate your time i'll shot i'll shoot you a link over to where we're publishing the podcast give the guys that are listening some plugs if they want to get in contact with you if they want your service if, if they need advice uh where, where, where do you leave them 
Um, best way to reach me right now is probably through Instagram, which is guru underscore Amin, A-M-E-E-N. And uh, that's two E's. Um, and um, you could also send me an email at guru Amin Alai, um, G-U-R-U-A-M-E-E-N-A-L-A-I at gmail.com or guruaminalai.com is the email. Um, sorry, the website It's getting redone. But if you get on it, you can still reach my email. I'll go ahead and, and put all of those uh, links and, e- and your email address on the description of this podcast. So wherever you're listening to uh, to this podcast, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you're listening to, grab your phone right now, grab your device, um, open the where it shows you the details of the podcast, and you'll get the links so you can check them out. Uh, you help about normal people as well right not just uh not just competitors so if there's uh you know lawyers doctors uh, uh engineers candle makers right <laughs> if they need that people services, to, you help them out right i i have people that want to look good for weddings i have i have uh, people that just want to want to have access with to me to for the rest of their lives so they just want to have me on call um i have doctors that i work i actually have a few doctors that i help it's 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 really surprising that doctors wanted me to help them with their anabolics but I guess so. When they get in their specialization, they're not they're not thinking of anything else. And when they wanted to think of who was the doctor of steroids, not 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 the anabolic doc, because that guy, you know, that's a whole other story. But but who is the like the guy that knows quite a bit about these drugs? And I guess that they, they thought of me. So I, I feel really, really uh, proud that um, that I'm able to to work with professionals and get to talk to them also about blood tests and things like that. So it really helps. Um, but yeah, I'm helping. I help anyone. I help some people who just want to do photo shoots. And then, of course, I help people that are pros and amateurs. And um, I help people that are obese. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I've worked with a lot of people that are obese and helped them lose over 100 pounds um, healthy and be- better blood work and overall get their uh, get their lives back in order, too. So, you know, just trying to to spread some of the knowledge that I learned from bodybuilding and um, and from from other avenues from bodybuilding that I helped to be able to give back to the people and um, hopefully help some people help their lives. That's incredible, man. Well, you guys know out there, if you want to contact them, you, you'll have uh, all the information and just get going. It just just takes you making that decision to get help, get help some, from someone. Look, I, I we get a lot of guys asking questions. I always tell guys, if you go on a show, get a coach. If you are having trouble, if you don't know what to do, get you know, just pay someone to help you out. And there's definitely it's definitely the best way. And also, once you make that commitment and you get with someone that makes you makes you accountable, it'll it'll get you it'll get you going on the right on the right path. So, hey man, thank you very much again for for uh, the interview today. Hopefully, we can right, uh, have do a this great again. weekend. Yeah, have a great man. Weekend, right? Same to you. Let's let, let's chat and try to do this again another time. We'll, we'll we'll set up some more topics. It seems we had a lot of stuff to talk about today, brother. It was incredible. Thank you very much. Right on, man. Take care. Bye bye. guys that was it for the interview with guru amin alai i'll definitely have him over again it was a great great interview thank you guys enjoyed it and uh i'll see you here next week where we'll have something else have a good one hey guys so this is just that legal disclaimer Uh, I am not a doctor. None of my guests so far are doctors. Do not take anything we say as medical advice. You need to go talk to your own doctor 
before you do any drugs, any sort of uh, diuretics or anything weird like that, anything, go to your doctor first. I'm not a doctor. Don't fucking listen to me. This is all for entertainment purposes only. Have a good one, guys. Hey, so what do you think about that interview, Steve? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, because the thing is with diuretics, you know, we hear a lot about guys dying from diuretics. It's ironic that diuretics are um, the thing that actually kills so many bodybuilders. So it was also interesting to hear about how many uh, milligrams a week that uh, pros are using. So that kind of confirms what a lot of us have already, you know, uh, knew from from interviewing guys uh, on my prior podcasts. So it's kind of it was an excellent interview, man. Well, yeah, guys. So uh, just thought, remember, if you want to see more of these interviews, go to EliteFitness.com. And then on the top right, you'll see the link to the podcast. I'll definitely have way more, more interviews and more content uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. Excellent. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, buddy. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. This is a required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.